existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott And this is Patrick Roccardi and this week we have an actual topic again, which is Yay. Pat. Twilight Soon, the monsters are due on Maple Street versus Black Mirror. Uh, be right back. Yes, Twilight Zone episode, sorry, season one, episode 22. Black Mirror season two, episode one. So go watch those now. We'll wait. And then you can we listen wait to that the long. discussion. Uh, <clears throat> so I guess... We'll start with the Twilight Zone. One thing I love about the Twilight Zone is how subtle it is. <laughs> yeah, this is very subtle. And yet, still still an enjoyable episode, I thought. I, I, I thought so, too. I, I think my only disappointment was the end. Oh, really? I think I would have preferred it if, if the... If it, so the, I guess we should give a synopsis. Let's You've already it. watched the episode, so we're not spoiling it. But this small town in suburban USA, the power goes out and all their cars stop working and people are wondering what's going on. And some kid says it's from it's like from a comic book story where the aliens are coming and they're going to there's a couple people within the town that are part of the bad guys. And so they all start eventually attacking each other. And then at the very end, it turns out that there really were aliens that caused all this. But I thought it would have been a more effective episode if, if there was never any explanation and any. Yeah, never, never something from never, never an external force. Everything was actually internal. I the, get the what power you're saying. It just but... happened to go out. Like maybe I thought the episode actually was going to be where like some regular army guy comes is like, sorry about the power outage. Yeah, except that they had things where. Some people's cars started starting, and some people's yeah, it's it's sunspots, it's EMP. Yeah, light started. Well, that's not the Twilight Zone way. No, they they want to make it clear, but still, it was an uh, interesting episode. What I want to know is, why is a town full of adults? Sorry, a street full of adults listening to this dumb fucking kid yeah, with his yeah. comic book story, and then they all start really taking it seriously. Though at first no one's paying attention to him, but then Claude Akins is like, "No, let the boy talk. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about." Ah, Sheriff Lobo. And then, and then, so the kids talking about this comic book story stops them from walking into town. Yeah. Except the one guy did go, and came. Yeah, there's no explanation. He was only going one street away. Oh, that's and right. For some reason it took him eight hours to yeah. come back. That was never explained either. He came back at nightfall. Yeah. Uh, but well, after it, gun had come out and the crazy guy in the Hawaiian shirt started shooting. I love that crazy guy in the Hawaiian shirt, dude. He's I love like, the Hawaiian shirt. He well, he's like one of those character actors from back in the day who's mm-hmm. always great. Um, I don't think I recognize. Oh, I had, now I clicked on his on his Wikipedia page. I do recognize him. Never mind. Yeah. From whatever, everything. Yeah, that's that's the basic plot. You know, the aliens say, hey, you just fuck with them a little bit and uh, they'll destroy themselves. You don't even have to go in. No work. And I like the work on the to, on, to make the aliens look alien-like. Oh, no, yeah. They were not alien-like. At all. They had, they had like, some kind of cardboard uh, spaceship behind <laughs> them that you only saw, like, the very... Like that opening hatch for. Just a couple old white dudes. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's Trump's America. Let I don't think Trump themselves. would actually care for this episode because this paranoia is something he he would wouldn't want to have go away. It, it helps him. Yeah, he feeds on this stuff. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's definitely not subtle. The acting is not subtle, but you know that's the Twilight Zone. Like you go in knowing what you're gonna get. Yeah, and I think the writing on this episode did not call for subtle acting. No, it didn't. Written by Rod Serling. I think, I don't know how many episodes, but he wrote a lot of them. I mean, he's a pretty interesting life story. He was just obsessed. He loved writing from when he was a little kid. And, uh, yeah, it just he just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. He was the M. Night Shyamalan of his day. <laughs> wow. Well, I... Except better. 
I, I mean, I, I like M. Night Shyamalan more than you. I, I still say don't insult Rod Serling that way. Wait, you do like M. Night Shyamalan more than I do? You hate him, so that's pretty easy. I do, yeah. I, I like signs. Oh, come on. Water? Water. I didn't even see signs. I saw bits of it, but, you know, I try not to support uh, racists and misogynists when I buy my movie tickets, but apparently you don't have any problem with that. I didn't buy the movie ticket I saw on TV. Oh. Your and conscience I don't think is Walt clear. Joaquin Phoenix is really uh, racist or misogynist. He's just a little crazy, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, Although, oh, I was I've, talking about Dakota Kieran, Fanning. Kieran, Kieran Culkin is... Yeah. Hardcore. He is problematic. Wait, was Dakota Fanning in that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not obsessed with uh, I just assume she was. young actresses like you are. I just saw War of the Worlds the other night on TV. That's what made me think of her. I feel like she was in every movie from like that time period. Was that any good? No, it was awful. Did you watch the whole thing? Kind of, like I, it was on TV, so I was like doing shit on the computer and stuff. But yeah, I, oh. I had it on the whole time. Yeah. So you saw what happened? Yeah. It was spoiler. Real. It was aliens. Oh, I thought it was just like a full-on adaption of the Orson Welles version of War on the Worlds. Ah, Spielberg. Can you do anything right? Wait, Spielberg's returning to, like, sci-fi uh, or, like, kids' movies, but I can't remember what it is. Shit. The BFG? Yeah, the BFG, Ready, that's what it is, Ready right? Yeah, he is doing, I think he directed the BFG. Maybe that's, yeah, I think that's the one I was thinking of, which is cool. That's the Roll Doll. Yeah, I feel like that's his wheelhouse. Like, all his serious movies, I'm, I'm like, ugh, they're really just kind of mediocre even schindler's list i didn't think was great I, I, schindler's list is pretty great but i didn't care for saving private ryan and what's his other oh lincoln i like lincoln it i didn't bad. see lincoln um we did see shit what was his most oh bridge of spies that was spielberg right uh was it i don't I know guess. maybe it wasn't it was it was definitely tom hanks yeah which was also just mediocre. But even Schindler's List, I was like, Jesus Christ, all right. Hit, hit you over the head with it. Like, there is... It's already a horrible thing. Like, you can you can afford some subtlety. That's my... that's my That was my feeling when I saw it initially. And I haven't rewatched it, because why would you? But yeah, I, I, I think it's a fine movie. I, I don't know if that's a topic that really needs subtlety. It was, a, it was a horrible thing at the time. It wasn't a subtle thing. But I see what you're saying a little bit, but not that much. Well, I was also um, making out with my girlfriend during the movie. Um, when uh, I saw it because my parents your, were in town. And were, Was your girlfriend's rabbi in the audience? What? No, but my mailman was. It's no. funny how art imitates life sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey. Recommendations. Oh, no. We're still talking about Twilight Zone. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. I, I loved the Twilight Zone as a kid. It was probably the same when, when you were growing up back with the 13 channels. Um, and they would show old reruns of the Twilight Zone at night on, like, one of the, you know, local cable, not cable, local stations it was usually not always but sometimes it was in a block with alfred hitchcock presents and alfred hitchcock presents was never quite as good as the twilight Zone. no it wasn't it was too well the twilight zone was science fiction so that was cool For, yeah it was science fiction and it was also better written much better alfred, written yeah and uh but the least alfred hitchcock presents had alfred hitchcock yeah he always came on and, and that terrific theme song <laughs> oh yeah uh, well, let me tell you a story about a man named Jed. Oh, We're I was thinking that was Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, but I, you're right. I do mix all those up. They kind of, they're kind of like thrown in a blender of '60s awfulness. I wouldn't call Twilight Zone '60s awfulness. No, no Twilight Zone was the best 60s. of Good. the '60s. Yeah, five Twi years it ran and. I'm imagining that he just stopped because he wanted to have it in syndication, because that was always a magic number for syndication. 
Yeah, it's so weird that it only ran five years because, like, when I would watch it as a kid, I figured it, it seemed like it was, like, at least ten seasons worth of shows. I think there's a lot of... I mean, it was only five seasons, but there was... Yeah, there's 36 episodes in the second season, so that's... Right there is 12 more than normal, at least for nowadays. But I think when it very first started, because they would show reruns on, on one of the channels here, um, uh, they probably still do, um, I think maybe when it first started, they were like hour-long episodes? I don't think so. No, they definitely had some hour-long episodes, dude. I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to find this out. First season of Twilight Zone had Fridays at 10 to 10.30 p.m. No, there were hour-long episodes. Let me see. Twilight Maybe you're Zone. talking about the like the the reboot. 80s no, reboot. but no, they're always Twilight hand-out. Zone hour-long episodes. Let's see, 1959. Let's no, I'm looking this up. The fourth, the fourth season, uh, Thursdays nine to ten. Ah, oh, so the whole yeah. fourth season was an hour long, or were there two episodes airing? No, it was uh, this season broke with previous seasons and presenting hour long episodes. Oh, I've never of seen half. one of these. Yeah, days. a very different and more complex set of graphics was used for the intro. Wow, I'm glad they did that. That's important. Yeah, was that only the fourth season or the fourth and the fifth? Uh, I don't know, man. It, as far as I know, it's only the fourth. I don't think I've seen any of these uh, hour-long Twilight Zones because that's against against God, really. Yeah, I mean, I think he went back to the half-hour episodes in the fifth because it only when I looked up hour-long episodes, season four is all that came up. Yep, went back to half-hour. Huh, that's crazy. Oh, but apparently I'm not crazy, am I? You said when it first started, so yes, you're crazy. Oh, you're right. Hey, there was an episode called... Wait, hold on. There was an episode in the... Fourth season called Of Late, I Think of Cliffordville. I wonder if it was that uh, Martin Short. It was like a <laughs> land of Martin Short man childs. Man children. Men children? Anyway. I don't know, but Julie Newmar, so it's probably good. Julie Newmar. Played so by Patrick long... Swayze in the movie. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that, what you thought of that film. Never saw it. You know why? John Leguizamo's in it. But he is in a good movie we saw recently, so you're going to have to go watch it. I know, that's true. And he was fine in it. There's no problem with his part. No, I mean, and thankfully it was very small, and he was not doing anything over the top. I bet he'll have a bigger part in the... In the sequel? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe. The squeakquel? Is that what they call sequels to mouse movies? To chipmunk movies. I can't believe you haven't seen those chipmunk movies. I'm against them. David Cross, one of the finest comedic actors of our time. Slumming in chipmunks movies. He's not slumming. He's he's doing the opposite. He's really slumming when he's doing other things because he's making much less money. Well, that is true. Are they... Wait, did that Smurfs movie do well? Are they making a sequel to the Smurfs? I can't imagine... One came out, uh, I don't know if more are coming out, but one definitely came out, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, but that wasn't a sequel, that was the original. No, I'm, I'm sorry, one sequel came out. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I should be more up on pop culture for a, hosting a podcast called Pop Culture Continuum. But Who plays the, the Gargamel in those, speaking of not being up on I think it's the actual Gargamel in Azrael. Really? Yeah, the... That the characters were based on in real life, yeah. You'd think they'd be kind of old. It doesn't matter when they're just doing voice work. Man, when I was a kid, I don't know why, me and my brother would call each other Gargamel and Azrael. <laughs> I think I was Gargamel and he was Azrael. Wow, that was actually now I think about. I think um, Hank Azaria played Gargamel. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why, why does it make sense? Because he does voices. Uh, Smurfs 2, 2013. Hmm. All right. Well, that answered that burning question. For the ages. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't have a lot. Directed I mean, by Steven Spielberg. Of that course. That is a surprise. Hey, did you see the commercials for that... Uh, that R-rated animated movie? 
Oh, this makes sense. Yes, I'm sorry. I'll go back to what you're asking. But yesterday when I was watching the Twilight Zone episode 22 for the podcast, The Monsters Are Due in Maple Street, I was looking – like – going through what other episodes you can watch. And I was like, wait a minute, why isn't it season four there? And then I didn't pay much attention, but now it's, it must be like maybe someone else produced it or something. So you can't watch the hour long episodes on Netflix. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know that. So one, two, three and five are there, but not four. Anyway, what R-rated animated film? Yeah. And it's got like uh bill Hader or something. Is this a sausage party? Yeah. Sausage party. Yeah. Well, they start with a title that's so good. I'm sure it's going to be great. I know when I well, but it is about hot dogs, so it is kind of a clever play on words if you really think about it. I never consider hot dog sausages, but they are, Pat. They are. Oh, if you go to Wikipedia for Sausage Party, there is the movie poster for Sausage Party. It has a hot dog that's in front of a yellow picture, and it says the hero will rise, and it kind of looks like a a penis if you squint. But if you just put your your mouse and cursor over the picture. You know how that gives you a like a write up of what the picture is in case you can't see. Yeah. It says a sausage against a yellow background in a sexual pose. Oh, that's uh, pretty on the nose. But I, I mean, I didn't actually think of it as as a penis until I read that. I just thought of it as it was a hot dog in in there. Well, so it shows that uh, my mind is not dirty enough yet. I saw the commercial, and it was like Sausage Party, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? That's a weird title for a kid's movie. Yeah. And then at the end, it was like Rated R. I don't know. I'm. It's interesting that they're doing a Rated R animated thing. Like, I guess South Park movie was that, but I was never a huge fan of South Park. And maybe this will be the same kind of bathroom humor. I mean, the 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 title doesn't help its case. But It's, it's Seth Rogen and even... Even Goldberg, and they're usually pretty funny. Even Goldberg? Mm-hmm. Man. I and mean, it has a great cast. Do you, did you look at the cast? I do hope his middle name's Steven. No, I didn't. Seth Rogen stars. Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill, who I hate. I don't know why. Bill Hader, Michael Sarah, James Franco, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, Paul Rudd. Wait, David Crumble. Franco? James Franco. Oh. That's like the low-rent James Franco. Nope. Or is it the French one? I rent. Nick Kroll, Edward Norton, Salma Hayek, Anders Holm. I don't know who Stephanie Beard is, and I don't know who Ian James Corlett is, but everyone else is pretty funny, so maybe it will be funny. It might be. Although, yeah. Is South Park still a going cons- – like, is that still running? Yep. And people like it, and you, and I, I think they, you can still watch every single episode ever made for free. I mean, that's nice for its fans. I just – like the first season, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of funny," and then it's it got really old. And then people kept talking about that um, that Tom Cruise episode, mm-hmm. and how like they're like, "Oh, that was so great!" So I watched it, and I was like, "No, they they like take the most obvious things to make fun of him about, and they do it in the most obvious way." I didn't really see why people love that so much. I thought that was the Tom Cruise episode that was all about, was that all about Scientology or was yeah. that a different one? Well, I think they just loved it because it was a uh, it was mocking Scientology, a mass media thing mocking Scientology. And at that time, it hadn't been happening that much. It seems like it's kind of that's kind of turned, and Scientology doesn't have as much power as they used to because stuff is more and more stuff is coming out. But at that time, it was it was only on the internet that that kind of thing would happen, or like like jokes that because they even after that they wouldn't air it anymore. It only aired once. So anyway, well the. I, I find it f- hilarious that, like, Scientologists, I know we shouldn't even be talking about this because our podcast is going to cut out at some point, but... Um, I'm surprised it hasn't already. Scientologists, like, they get so angry. Like, Tom Cruise with his whole anti-psychiatric uh, thing. And then, who's that dude? Danny Masterson, that dude from uh, that 70s show? Mm-hmm. Um, he recently like went off and he was just like super angry about like how Scientology is great and everybody else is stupid. <laughs> well, good for them. Yeah. At least Beck, Beck never makes a big deal about it. No, but it does. I know it does kind of taint my appreciation of Beck. Although he does seem to be more well-adjusted. Elizabeth Moss too is Scientologist. I think this, the same is true for both of them that they were born into it. That, yeah, that's probably the case. 
Maybe they were born with it, or maybe it's Maybelline. Who you know? Who can tell? Only, only their uh, hair colorist knows for sure. Yeah, Danny McBride. That's the name I can never think of. Yeah, Danny. Oh my God, dude! I the new HBO series looks fucking hilarious. It does. Have they like had a like a episode you can watch early? Because I've only seen ads for it. Yeah, same here. No, it's. Okay. I think it's like July seventeenth. It's coming out. So they Danny McBride and what's that? Is and it goggles? Shane, yeah, Walton Goggins from yeah, The okay. Shield, and I guess also from Justified. Uh, Justified. Yeah. And from the one episode of Community. Yes, <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's funny to see Walton Goggins doing a comedy, but I mean, he is a good actor. I'm I'm really looking forward to that show, and Bill Murray's in it for some strange reason. Although <laughs> probably just the first episode or something, I would guess. But he was in an episode of uh, Angie Tribeca that I just watched, and it's the same thing for some odd reason. It was a, a small, small part. That's one we have to do. We talked about it. Angie Tribeca versus Police Squad. Of course, Police Squad isn't streaming, but. Uh, I don't know. Just Netflix a DVD or something. Yeah, I'll try to find it somehow, and and we can do that because that would be a, those would be, you know, in line. Yes, and I I've I watched a bunch of Angie, Angie Tribeca the past week, and I've enjoyed them. Um. Anyway, the the Twilight Zone. There's not much to say. We gave the whole story. Yeah, it's we, about McCarthyism and. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, a a uh, commentary on on McCarthyism. And paranoia, and it, it actually would work today with Islamophobia the same way, but not the same way because it's it's just the other. It's not inside, but still. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's – I think we've covered that one. You want to take a quick break? We'll come back with Black Mirror because I think we'll have a lot more to sure. talk about with that. All right. Um, we will be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. And we're back with Black Mirror Season 2, Episode 1. Be right back. But we are back. Oh, that's the title of the episode, sorry. And that's that's the way you're supposed to say it. Be that right inflection. Back. Be right back. Uh, Great episode. Let's start from the top. It was a very, very good episode of Black Mirror. Yes, and disturbing as many Black Mirror episodes are. This one was, yeah, it's it's really about so much. Like, it's, a, yeah. it's about uh, grief and about what makes somebody human. And also, like, in a, in a way, it's about, like, how you're online social media self isn't your true self right and yeah because you're just choosing what to show you're not showing everything about yourself right and also people's obsession with social media yes yeah i mean it's a lot it's a lot to pack into one episode but it's unlike the twilight zone it's doesn't beat you over the head with what it's about it tells a story and it and that stuff's just all contained within it and it makes you think about it afterwards it's it's super subtle. Yeah. And what I like a lot about this specific episode that's uh, as far as science fiction goes, it's very self-contained and I like that. It doesn't make you question the technology or anything. That's all. It's all in there. Any questions you have is in the episode. Yep. So in and in ways that aren't annoying, like it's not like they hit you over the head with the fact that there's this new technology for fake skin. It's just, it's just kind of, it seems when you're watching the episode, the beginning of the episode, there's a, there, he's sitting in the, the, I forget the character's name, but he's sitting in the car playing with his phone, using social media while a TV plays on the, on the, the screen in the car. And it's like a news report about this fake skin. And it's not like 
this is going to be have anything to do with the episode. Just like this is showing you that it's the future. Right, it's, right. It's, it's trying. It seems like it's setting a scene, but it's, it ends up that it's doing more than just setting a scene. So it doesn't feel like Chekhov's gun, even though it ends up being Chekhov's it gun. Does, yeah, no, you don't even you, you don't even think about it. It's just a news report, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is sometime in the near future. Right. Yeah. So we uh, well we should give a brief synopsis of what it's about. Um, oh well, it's. I was going to say another another theme of it is that um, you you can't go back. Basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have to. You have to move on. Yes. Yeah. So. And if you try to to dwell and, and linger, it's not going to be healthy for you. No. Yeah. So this uh, it's about a couple, and uh, and the husband dies. Well, we don't know if they're married. It's implied that they're married because she inherits the house, but right. you know, we don't know. Um, he dies. Uh, she has, I don't know, I couldn't tell if that was her friend, it doesn't matter, or just somebody she met at a grief counseling thing, but I guess it was her friend because she had her number and everything. Um, oh, the blonde-haired woman? Yeah, or... who gives her the, she she sends that's, her... That's a mutual friend because she, she sees her at the funeral. Right. Sarah. It's at the yeah. funeral, right. Um, and she... She sets her up with uh, this new this new app, basically, which is um, it takes all her husband's social media, um, and he was always on his cell phone, um, it always distracted on it. Uh, it takes all his social media stuff and uh, speaks in his voice because it takes like video of him too and stuff, I guess, uh, and so that she can talk to him even though it's not really him. Um, but it, it uses all that information to like create his persona so that, uh, in her grief, she still has him around. And then eventually, uh, there's, there's another step to the technology where they actually have a lifelike robot that looks just like him with, with all that social media information in him as well, um, that she gets. And anyway, so, uh, yeah, she is not able to move on. And at first she's like really dis- disgusted by the whole idea, which you would think you would be like, it's obscene. Um, but then, then she goes in full force and. Well, she's overcome by grief first of all. And then she finds out she's pregnant. So the grief and the, just the, everything combines to make her just curious about it. And then it's just so real at first. Yeah. The when she's just talking to him on the phone. When she's talking to him, on, even online at first, it's, then they're, she's able to hear his voice through some online manipulation, whatever they do. It's all it's all so real that it ends up being – she uses it as a crutch that she's not able to move on because she, she can still talk to the person who died. Right. And she, like, brings him – well, she brings him. She uh, she goes, like, on a, on a hike and is talking to – him the whole time not really ignoring him. ignoring calls from her, her sister to talk to this advanced ai or whatever it is right right this uh yeah i know i don't even know what you would call it this simulacrum of of her dead husband um yeah i don't know it's uh and then and then when when the robot comes um she's she's happy for a while, but then she starts noticing that like, she's like, well, you're not really him. This is not how he would react. And you know, he like, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't need to eat. So it's all these like little things that start bothering her. And that, and that's when the little things that they set up at the beginning of the episode start becoming important. Like when she took a car ride with him, when he was really alive and he was singing along to BG songs, she's like, that's not you. You don't like the BGs. No, no. And like, He's like, no, I like the Bee Gees. And then so when they get in the car and take a ride and she puts the Bee Gees song on, he says it's cheesy. Yeah, he's like, oh, cheesy, isn't it? Yeah, because that's what you get from his social media. But his, he's more, he has more depth than that. And then there's the, the obvious one of the picture of when he was a kid. And there's a long story of why he hates the picture. Right. And as the, as the decoy or, or what, not the decoy, I was thinking of comic books but as the robot he looks at the picture and just says what he said about on social media funny and she's like because at this point she's annoyed and she's like shut up no it's funny isn't it right and and then she takes him to uh lover's leap and tells him to 
jump off. So at this point in the story, I thought she was going to jump off. Before she told him, I thought she was going to jump yeah, off. same here. Like, this is super depressing, but I think the end that we ended up with might be more, nah, not more, but it's still pretty depressing. It's fucking depressing, yeah. She tells him to jump off, and he's like, getting ready to do it and she and then she's like going off again she's like you know the real so-and-so would never just do it he would you know he would be scared he'd be crying and so this guy like turns on his scared uh button and he's like i don't want to i'm scared i I don't want to die and she's like that's not fair you know he's because then she's feeling for him like he's the real guy right and uh in the end she ends up keeping him around like he's got She's got her daughter. That's like the last scene. Her her daughter's like a beyond toddler. Like, yeah. Like 10 years, it looked like. ten. I don't know how long, but yeah, like she's around. a young girl. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and he's still there, and you can tell she's just kind of miserable with him. Yeah, I think miserable that he exists. That he like exists, he, yes. He, she keeps him in the attic, and uh, the daughter can is allowed to see him on the weekends, but right. only on the weekends. But the, since this episode specifically was... I mean, I'm sorry. The, this scene was specifically her birthday. She got a special treat to see him on her birthday, and she says she took the piece of cake out for him so she could have an extra piece of cake, yeah. which was cute. But then they show the picture of, I mean, the image of the mother is at the bottom of the stairs, just not quite crying, but distraught. Yes, despondent. So, I mean, it leads you to think: what's happening in that? Like, does she just never leave the house? Does the sister know about this? This robot that lives in the attic, or is it a secret, a forever secret between him or her and her daughter? Right. Yeah, and 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 has it made it so she really can't move on, or is she just unable to? And then that there you go to an hour ago. It's like is she unable to to kill kill this robot because she doesn't want to move on from before. It's it's yeah, right. It's I it, that's I mean that's kind of yeah that's kind of what I take from it is that she's just she's just um abandoned herself marooned herself in her own grief basically um and and yeah so she she can't really move on with this robot still around and she's Mm -hmm. just kind of trapped yeah it's uh it's a pretty depressing episode and yes and also uh and also before you say what you're saying i just say that sex scene was really perverse yes oh yeah because they do have sex and yeah Yes, it will, and it was supposed to be. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think the, the the hardest part is when she says "I love you." It's like, oh, that's yeah, it oh, hurts. Uh, this episode definitely. There's other episodes that might be depressing, but this I haven't watched them all. But of all the episodes of Black Mirror I've watched, this is the one that was the most uh, had the most feelings to it. Yeah, the most emotional episode. I think it. I think it is. Overall, was, I've seen them all. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like there's episodes that are real, real dark, but they're they're not necessarily like emotional, so personal. Yeah. 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 Well, I was gonna say that that it's also uh, something you could see happening. Um, at some point, like this this kind of service, maybe not the robot, but like the talking from the mm-hmm. social media and stuff, like right. And it, yeah, it really makes you think. I and you know, like, it does make you wonder. Like, you know, do we we are in a new age, and maybe they do need to come up with some different um, rituals for grieving and stuff. Uh, but but yeah, this <laughs> it shows why basically this is not the greatest idea. Uh, yeah, it was a depressing episode, man. Great though, great acting, great. It was like a movie, filmed like a movie. Yeah, and it's got the guy from. Uh, oh shit, um, fuck what? What was that? It was that movie about the robot woman. Oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, and this was much better than Ex Machina. It like. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, I thought that one like had some good themes and then just took a shit all over him. Oh, he was in Brooklyn too. I didn't see that either, but that was a popular movie from yeah. last year. It was just kind of boring, Brooklyn. Did you see The Room? That's last year too, right? Yeah, I saw The Room. So what I didn't realize is the the star of The Room, Brie Larson, was was Abed's girlfriend from Community. So that makes me – that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I did know that actually. Um, that's why I was surprised that she was in that movie. But 
Was she good in it? I I mean, I, apparently she was. She got nominated for an Oscar, right? She won an Oscar. Um, well, that I mean, that implies that she got nominated. <laughs> yeah, if you want to work backwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was good in it. She's the new uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, is she? To be, yeah. Oh, I kind of wish they would do the Captain Marvel um, with the, uh, you know, the new version. That would be awesome. Oh, that's Miss Marvel. Yeah, I don't know. Miss Marvel, sorry. I think they'll start. I don't, yeah, they haven't talked about her being a movie yet, but I think she's been in the Spider-Man cartoon. Eventually they'll do that, but, you know, it's the first Marvel female starring character, so start there and move on. Well, no, there was She-Hulk. There's a, a She-Hulk movie? Oh, no, no. I mean, the Yeah, I'm just talking book. about the, the, the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there, wasn't there someone before? Was She-Hulk the first? No, there had to be somebody else. I, now, now I'm trying no, to you think. might be right. I don't know. She-Hulk might have been the first. That was 80s, and then they had Dazzler and a couple others. Oh, well, I'm sure, oh, I mean... Dazzler had her own book? Yeah. Introducing the X-Men, and then, you know... It was like a backdoor pilot, the X-Men... <laughs> comic she was in and then they gave her yeah which i mean that she was just a dumb character anyway speaking of marvel uh agent carter uh was in this episode of be, be right back and she was wonderful she's a great actress Haley atwell Haley atwell yeah it's first i mean i don't i haven't watched agent carter so i don't know um she has a movie a tv show we talked about conviction so hopefully that's a good show but i think it sounded like it doesn't have much of a chance to be, so we'll see. That's an upcoming one? Yeah. I already forgot about all those. Legal drama. Oh, yeah, that, that can't be good. Is it a Dick Wolf joint? No. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's right. He's doing all the, uh, what does he do now? He doesn't do the legal stuff. He does all the uh, CSI. Is that him? No, he does the Chicago stuff. He moved from New York to Chicago. I think it's some of it's fire. And oh, yeah, Chicago fire, Chicago PD. Yeah, All that crap, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Is he going to create a Chicago district, Chicago DA? I wonder, what, what does he do, though? Does he, like, this is what I don't get about these kind of people. Does he just come up with a concept and then other people create it? Do all the writing and characters or does, you know, like, what? what is his involvement with it? I don't know. I, I think it depends on the person. Pers- person. So on some guys version? probably do everything. Like, uh, what's the crazy person who Chuck Lorre? Sixty or uh, Sunset on the uh, Oh yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin does everything, and then uh, there's other guys like Josh Whedon when he was making shows, he did a lot. And then, but maybe Dick Wolf does some. <laughs> so yeah, he's know. like, he seems like he's just the idea guy to me, maybe, or a consultant. Um, maybe he would. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for. God, 30 years? So maybe when he first started, he was doing more, and he's just kind of collecting checks now. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, Aaron Sorkin, you, maybe you shouldn't do everything. That's from the stuff I've seen of yours. Uh, oh, West Wing was good when he was doing everything. But that, That's what everybody says, but I everything else, I haven't seen it, but all the stuff I have seen from him has been pretty awful. So that newsroom? Yeah, it was... Like it was a breath a breath away from good. I, I wouldn't call it awful. Uh, I read the synopsis of that one like rape episode, college rape. I didn't, I didn't see that episode. Yeah. But I mean, the ones I watched, the, there was stuff that was so irritatingly like misogynistic. I was just like, who, who said this was okay? Right. Yeah, and that was the the college rape episode that I heard about was definitely like that. that. It was yeah. yeah. Um, Olivia Munn's character, the ones I watch, is like, why, why did she let this happen? I mean, she doesn't have any control, but still, it's character as written is this super feminist, awesome character, and then the show is just not portrayed that way. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. Like, the, if you if you read the synopsis of who the character is supposed to be, like this uh, economics trained super genius, and but how the things that they have her doing was just so cornball and stupid. But anyway, the show, I thought the show could have been good, and I agree that it wasn't good, but it was not – I wouldn't say it was awful. But I didn't watch this rape episode you're talking about. So I actually didn't watch that one my opinion. But I, I did see a few episodes, and I was like, ugh, this is not good. This is not funny. Oh, and by the way, 
I think two episodes ago or one episode ago, you were talking about the judge from that Stanford rape case as being a rape apologist. And I disagreed with you. I've changed my mind. He is definitely a rape apologist and he's an asshole. Yeah. No, no, I totally. I didn't have all the information, but the more I read, the more I see. Because there's another rape case where he just let things go. And yeah. then and then I I had thought there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. But yeah, that case, everything I more I read about, the worse it was. I'm, I'm trying to stop reading about that because everything's just awful in, in that whole thing. Like everything that keeps coming out, you're just like, oh, God. I still have the opinion that it's irritating how outraged people get about it even though the outrage is justified just that this kind of thing happens every day why is this one getting so much out, outrage yeah no well i know but i but it's, it's good that it is it, it, it is good it's, it's other... always a good thing and i think just all the all the apologists around it you know like all... well that's the thing i have not heard any apologist on this case well i mean i mean i'm talking about like all right, let's not or, use oh, the word like, apologist, but like the judge and the parents and, okay. and all this well, stuff. Well, I thought you meant like people, like commentators. It's It's been almost refreshing how no one is defending. Oh, yeah, no. No. No normal people are defending him. And did you hear about the uh, this chick in this band? Yeah. Who, I don't yeah. know. I mean, her first letter, I, I kind of, I feel for the people who wrote these letters to support the guy because they're like, well, he was our friend, blah, blah, blah. But it was such a bad letter. So, but still, the first letter you can say, well, he, you know, she's trying to support a friend, blah, blah, blah. But when she came back and wrote a letter, it was worse. When she had time to think about it, that is pathetic. Yeah. And now she's shocked that her band's getting canceled every... I wonder what the bandmates think of this whole thing. I know. They're probably pissed at her. I mean, yeah, if they're smart, they're going to start a new band under a different name, fire If they were smart, they would have read over her second letter because her second letter was worse than the first. I know. Ah, let's get off this guy. I don't. That's. I don't think of him sexually in any way whatsoever. The, the. Uh, yeah. There's. There's been some horrible news today that I'm not even going to go into. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not. Uh, yeah, and it'll be old news anyway by the time this comes out. But yeah, it's some horrifying shit going on. So let's keep it light and uh, return to. Dick Wolf was an altar boy. I can see it. He went to University of Pennsylvania. What does an altar boy do? Just does stuff on the altar during the mass. Rings bells. Carries things around. I was an altar boy. Were you? Mm-hmm. Is it supposed to be like, I don't know, is it is it a, uh, I don't know, an honor or something to be an altar boy? Or is it just like, oh, you're the it's altar job boy you have. this week? It gets you out of class if you go to Catholic school. Oh, oh that's right. You went to Catholic school. It was irritating, too, because I was an altar boy. I think you can start. I don't remember what year, but maybe sixth grade. And I was altar boy from sixth grade to eighth grade. And then in eighth grade, a new priest came in and took over, and he was a real jerk. So, like, he wouldn't – somehow I missed a couple masses. So even though I was an altar boy for, for a long time and I did a lot of work doing it, an eighth grade graduation – like all these other kids got to stand up for being altar boy, but since I screwed up because this idiot priest, I didn't get to stand up at graduation, so I didn't get the honor. <laughs> That's fucking Catholic school for you, dude. <laughs> That's that dumb priest. So did they? Uh, did they? But I t- guess I sh- shouldn't complain too much about him since he was not a pedophile. Yeah. So that's one in the plus column. It's pretty sad when that's like that's your one uh, <laughs> your one good quality as a priest. So did they teach you in Catholic school that like evolution's a lie and shit like that, or do they actually? No, Catholics don't believe that. Okay, I, well I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> they t- yeah. so they taught you actual science of, and shit. They would make fun of people <laughs> who, who said that, yeah. But they're like, we still we still don't forgive Galileo, though. No, I thought they did. No, forgive. they did. Yeah, in like 1970 something. Um. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I forget what it was. It wasn't exactly his being scientific. It was just like, I forget. It was, it was more than the story. It's more than the common myth about Galileo. Is it? I thought it was just because he was teaching or he was espousing a, uh, you know, a heliocentric model or whatever. And I don't think, I think that's the common myth, but I think he was going past just heliocentric and doing something. I mean, still it's. It's, it's ridiculous either way, yeah, but yeah. it was more than just that. Okay. Yeah, as most historical stories are, there's more to it than we think because we're 
too dumb to read more. Yeah. No, totally. Vietnam started over a uh, over a donut. Two right. Dudes, two dudes fighting over a donut, a French and a Vietnamese guy. Well, that's the thing. That's the common myth. But the truth is they were arguing not over a specific donut, but over arguing over claiming like, who invented the donut. But it turns out neither were right. Right. Yeah, it wasn't the French or the Vietnamese. It was the Bostons. Yep. The Bostonians. Ah, uh, just Bostons. Oh. Well, see, I do have it wrong. It shows how little I know about history. Don't know much about history. Oh, this is like the second t- episode in a row. We're getting some Sam Cooke. Speaking of spe- Sam Cooke, uh, I'm working on a theme song. Uh, it, is it maybe the exact chords for Little Red Corvette? Well, I don't know. Who could say? Uh, is this your own personal theme song? <laughs> I wish. I wish it could be played every time I... But no, uh, I have some lyrics for it that mention pop culture continuum, so it's not just about me. Uh, well, can, can I suggest a rhyme to continuum? Yeah, I, I have one, but yes. Orange. Oh. Is a new black. I, so I I'm thinking. I'm thinking you could you could have your own theme song nowadays with these Bluetooth speakers. You could have one as your belt buckle, and anytime you walk in a room, you just hit the button, and there it plays. It's John. I was trying to do the music to your theme song. It's Fred Sanford. Oh yeah, I have to change the words though if it's gonna be my. It's head. John Elliott. It's John Elliott is here. <laughs> Let's get naked. <laughs> and you can see my big dummy. My big dummy. Oh, that's good. See, it ties into the original concept. That's what. Ah, you should be Elton John's lyricist. Um, yeah. So, I'm working on that. Maybe you know, another six months, it'll be ready. At the rate I'm going. Interesting thing about uh, Little Red Corvette chords. They're all uh, flats. Every note is a flat. There you go, everybody. Bit of musical knowledge drop for the day. Um, What else going on? Sound like a working girl. Melanie Griffith? I do sound like her sometimes. Because you're wearing flats and not heels. Did you see that Lion movie? Liar, Liar, starring Jim Carrey? Oh, the, sorry, L-I-O-N movie. Not Snoop Dogg movie either. That documentary? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, like her family had a lion. Really? And there was like home footage and shit of her playing with the lion? I don't know. Wait, is her her mother's famous? Is that right? Yeah, Tippi Hedren. Oh, that's, oh, right. She, Tippi Hedren has the, the, the ranch in, in Calabasas or whatever, where they take in former animal stars or animal yeah, film animals. Ah, those, man, those former animal stars, they got it even worse than the kids' stars, man. Yeah, heroin all over the place. They didn't even get GEDs. Yeah, no, I know. No classes for them on set. They Yeah, no, they'd shoot themselves up with tranquilizer darts. Ah, sad. It's not in... Calabasas, because I guess that is a little bit too populated. It's in Palmdale, Acton, California, near Palmdale. Acton. It's called Shambhala. They, yeah. And then Melanie Griffith has a kid who's in that Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's actually very funny in that Fox show? What? But, what Fox show? It only lasted like five episodes, but I liked it. That green uh, it light had... or whatever? No, it was, uh, I don't remember the name, but the Jim Rash, her or him, his writing partner. What's his name? Do you know? Oh, who yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what show you're talking about. Yeah. She was the female star of that. And the, the Jim Rash's writing partner was the male star. They were brother and sister and it was a fun show. That was no green light though. That's my, that's my go-to Fox canceled show that I really liked, even though. It wasn't like it wasn't super great, but it was consistently funny. Greenlight had the guy that's in Veep that's that's the senator's assistant. Who yes, yes. Gotten a few great lines this season, including the last. The last episode, episode was awesome. Yeah, the best line where he's like, "How can you stand working with?" I love it. I've worked with him since I was fifteen. <laughs> and then, and then Matt Walsh's reaction, his face. <laughs> oh man. Oh Veep. But you don't watch Game of Thrones. I find that very strange. 
Why? I, I thought you just didn't you like it. Because you read the books. No, well, but it's like totally your fucking type of thing, man. I'm just... Yeah. I find it strange that you haven't watched it. I watched the first episode. I, I, maybe I'll get back and catch up to current day. I, at first, I wasn't watching it because I wanted to read the books before the show got to where the books were. And I read all the books. And the, the, the first book I liked a lot, aside from all the rape and the... The, the story was good. The writing's okay. Oh, wait, I thought book, I was I thought I was the one who always liked rapey things, Pat. But it appears maybe I just you said, had the same problem. I said, except you are the one who says, I like things sometimes, but they're not as good when they don't have the rape. That's true. I do say that a lot. Like your fascination with cult movies that have rapes in them. Disturbing ones. Anyway, I... I caught up to where the show was and the, the couple like the last couple books weren't as good and there's other stuff to watch i still haven't watched there's a show on hbo i don't know if you've heard of it called the wire that i haven't watched yet not familiar but yeah i know i i don't it's get, a claim like, you apparently have time to watch all this uh person of interest for like 50 seasons and uh you know the good wife or whatever all, all these shows no, are i don't watching. i stopped watching the good wife and i'm kind of disappointing i did because they had a shocking episode a couple seasons ago that i never saw a main character was killed if only there was a way you could watch that i think it's on amazon prime but uh, i don't have Amazon or tv or the use of i decided the other day there's something was happening where i forget but i i'm definitely on board with uh hearing oversight what? If I had to choose between not hearing and not seeing, I'd choose oh. not seeing. Yeah, no, definitely. See, you're you're on my same page now. I forget. I think I was listening to something and I was like, oh, it would suck if I couldn't listen to this. Well, exactly. Look, yeah. what, you've seen everything now. Like, there's not going to be any big surprises for seeing things. You can go somewhere and somebody's like, there's a waterfall. You're like, oh, yeah, I can hear it. I get it. I get what's going on here. And it would be really offensive for all our um, blind listeners to say we'd rather be able to hear. We don't have any any deaf listeners, as, as far as I understand. No, I mean, maybe they read the transcripts. Ooh, who is writing the transcripts? Because I stopped. Oh, I thought we had we hired a manservant. Amy. She stopped, too. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, no, that's true. So, So, yeah, fuck it. You gotta go with you gotta go with hearing, dude. Never hear another new song. That's how, that's enough how, for me. Speaking of HBO shows, another show I'm not caught up on, and I liked the first season, but for some reason I I stopped off in the second season. Silicon Valley. Are you still watching that? No, I stopped after the first season, exactly. not for any good reason. But no, that's exactly what happened to me. And the thing is, I liked the first season, and then on Comedy Bang Bang, the star of Silicon Valley started going on it all the time, and he is hilarious outside of that show. So it, it should have made me watch it more often, but I didn't. Yeah, I know. I know it's a, it's the same thing for me. I mean, I especially like that convoluted uh, masturbation joke in that first season. That was <laughs> yeah. great. So, yeah. I don't know I why think, I haven't kept up. I, I think that's – it seems like a Mike Judge sort of joke. I mean, I don't know if – maybe it's just – the people he hired to write the show have a similar mindset, but it's just, that's his kind of joke that it's it's kind of dirty, kind of stupid, very convoluted, but in the end, really funny. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, and like a lot of his stuff, like I've said, as has left me like wanting, wishing there was more to it, like Office Space and Idiocracy and stuff. I was like, oh, it's almost there, but not quite. But I thought Silicon Valley was good, so. Yeah, I think what happened was we, like, we stopped HBO once, like, Veep and all that shit was over, you know, for that season, and then um, didn't start it up again, so maybe that's why. I think it's interesting how, I mean, he creates stuff that goes viral so easily. Like, people are still sharing bits and pieces from Office Space and quoting Office Space all the time, and my god, I think Idiocracy is going to have a brand new life with the Trump candidacy, I mean. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 amazing that he is able to to hit something that people just like to repeat for some, and then Beavis and Butthead Beavis was and Butthead for a for long sure. time. Yeah, w- would have been viral if that kind of thing existed then. But yeah, he just has a. I I think he is under for if for someone who is pretty popular, I think he's underrated. Yeah. Uh, well, I like King in the Hill. I always thought was another one that was like I was like, ah, oh, it's almost there, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for me. Um. But, you know, I guess, like, those kind of conservative Texas people should have their own comedy, 
to you. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not it's, no, it's not like, conservative. I mean, it's it yeah, the characters okay. are right. Um, yeah, it had it had some some dumb jokes that went over the entire season. That I like the sun was pretty funny. Yeah, the sun was always funny. But uh, uh, but it's just weird how he had those like office space was just screwed up by the studio, and then the same thing happened to Idiocracy. It's it, I don't know how that happened twice. If those had gotten like full advertising and gotten into a bunch of theaters, they would have made more money. You can see that by how they became big cult hits. Right, but I think I mean I think they recouped their money on on video and stuff. You know, after oh, I know. The fact, I'm just but... I, I yeah. I just I feel like they would have been even more popular if they would have given them a chance, but they never did. Yeah, Idiocracy I think was in like 120 theaters. Oh jeez. I don't know. I just know it wasn't in many theaters. They kind of gave up on it for some reason. And Luke yep. Wilson. Everyone loves Luke Wilson. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent to Luke Wilson. Oh, that's why I said it. He, he's just so... I don't know, man. He, he has no real charisma. See, I think he does. He cra- I, he's, I guess in that Will Smith football movie, he played Roger Goodell, which is a weird choice, but... Oh, Will well. Smith football movie? Will Smith played oh, a doctor. Oh, right, yeah. Some Tell the truth? Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't the title, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Total truth. So wait, is Will Smith a Scientologist since we are on Scientology today? I I think there is rumors that he was, but he denied it and said he's taken some of the courses, but he's not a full-fledged Scientologist. Oh, yeah. So if he was full-fledged Scientologist, there's no way he would deny it. So he must not be. I think that gets you locked in a room, like in, a, in the hatch of a boat <laughs> or something. Will Smith, I don't know what happened. Like when he was young, he was kind of a like, just seemed like a regular dude. But over time, he doesn't seem quite as normal. Uh, no, not at all. And his kids are a mess. Are they? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're just. Eh. It's you... it's funny because like there's a lot of gossip, celebrity gossip stuff. I'll I pick up on and read, but I've never read. I've I've seen headlines for the Will Smith stuff, but I, I just. Don't look at it. I don't know why. Maybe I don't care about reading about somebody's kids. No, I. I it was more like I would see people post like his kids' tweets and stuff, and they're just. Okay. You're like, you're talking absolute nonsense. Like it's these kids who think they're really deep and smart, but they're just making no sense. But they're kids. I mean, no, it's kids true. Are... They are kids. Um, but if you're yeah, if you're gonna be pretentious, at least be coherent. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that is a. I mean, it's better than being dummies. Like, uh... Like most somebody kids. Somebody else's kids. Yeah. Like most of our listeners' kids. Yeah. I've met them. Ugh. They're uh, very nice, though. Yeah. Dumb people are usually nice. And they'll... As 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 nice and charming as they are, and as dumb they are, they probably will be leaders of the world. Yes. So. Oh, I have no doubt. They'll all be CEOs or at least middle management. Uh, recommendations, Asians. Asians. What the fuck was that? Asians. Asians. Uh, I'll recommend something that I have not read enough of to give a full foot, but I'll give a half recommendation to the Vision Family comic book that started recently. The Vision me. Family? It's about Vision? Or... And his family. For some re- I don't know the backstory of how this started, but Vision created a family for himself and he's living in the suburbs of DC with his family while he works for the president. So he created a wife and two children. Wait, they're androids too? Yes. That sounds ridiculous. It, it is, but it's pretty good and has great art. Is it on uh, Marvel yep. unlimited? Oh, first two, uh, first two issues are on Marvel. Unlimited. Oh, all right. I'll check it out because two issues is not too much of a, uh, dedication. Okay. The, the vision fit shit. This is like our third recommendation in this week. That's why I'm pulling something I've only read. It's just, it's just called the vision. It's not called the vision family. Oh, okay. The or vision. maybe it's just called vision. That's ridiculous. That doesn't tell you anything. It's just called vision. Oh, wow. All right. Vision. All right. I'm, I'm trying to pull something out of my ass and also come up with a recommendation. I was going to say, it's time for recommendations, not for ass pulling. Oh, well, you know what I'm going to recommend, actually, because uh, I've been listening to them for some reason lately. Um, but 
it's definitely it's an album everybody knows. It's over it's overplayed, but if you go back and listen, it's a very strong album, uh, the Joshua Tree by U2. Like if you can just listen to it and take away all the all your thoughts of U2 and everything, the songs are really good. And because I was having this thing where I'm like, U2 was good at one point, right? And because they've done so much terrible stuff. Um, and I so I went back and was listening to some older stuff, and I was like, no, it holds up. It this was actually good music. I mean, it's still you know it's still Bono. He's still what he is, and you know it's still arena music. Like they were never subtle or small, but I think listening to it, the song like With or Without You is still a great song. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can like deny it, even after all this time. Um, and it was it did sound very different on the radio back then. It was kind of like almost Joy Division-ish song, um, and it didn't sound like a hit to me. I'm I'm terrible at picking hits because it was a huge hit, and like we talked about on our REM episodes, when they released Losing My Religion as a single, when I heard that first, I was like, well, that's a good song. There's no way this is going to go anywhere. I don't know why they bothered to release this. I immediately, when I heard it, I immediately said Platinum. We'll see. Yeah, you have your finger on the pulse of... Uh, well, no, I was just, I happened to be looking at a, a wall a that watch. was pink. Platinum. Um, nice. That's platinum. And then when the next song, the what was that? What was the next song on that album? Oh, uh, shiny happy, shiny people. happy people. When that came on, I said red because the wall opposing that was red. Oh. I usually, what See, I usually do when I look at walls and try to figure out the color, I take a full song to figure it out. So I looked at the platinum wall for the entire song of "Losing My Religion." Said platinum. Turned. Waited for the end of that song. Said red. Yeah, I think that's how most people determine colors um but yeah you you called that one too because i think that that uh single did go red well it was a communist hit of the time all right i think that does it for this episode write to us at popculturecontinuum.com like us on facebook uh, rate us yeah highly on itunes tell your friends if you if they are in fact your friends you can tell anyone you like to listen because I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll take everything you re- recommend to heart too and go right out and do it. Like I do. Mm-hmm. Pat's going to go listen to the Joshua Tree right now. All right. Then until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>